the love of tonight. She makes the moon shine. She makes the stars. Hey, welcome to the Floor You Podcast. I am Paul Pleshek, joined by by Sonny Callahan, as always, the, the guru, the the man what? Not the guru? The man butt? What? Man butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell, why not? Oh, this is PG, sorry. Heck, why not? Okay, uh, good to know. I'm the man butt. The man butt. <laughs> well, you said everybody always calls you an ass, so there you go. <laughs> oh wait that's me that's me i apologize how's it going sonny it's going well man how are you doing no i'm enjoying this nice weather down here south carolina it's like 70 degrees no clouds no humidity tomorrow's going to be way worse it's going to be like 65 degrees no humidity no clouds like 56 today 58 something like that it's I got my 52 over here. I had to put a sweatshirt on. So cold, I got in the 70s. Our guest today is a gentleman that we've we've gotten to know from the uh, heat well flash cove classes that we did in uh, in Pennsylvania at the Ardex facility. Uh, an installer that many of you know, Daniel Gonzalez. Daniel, thanks for joining us. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me. What's going on, Daniel? Glad you could make it today, buddy. Yeah, sometimes uh, it's hard to schedule these things. So, yeah, we have been trying to do this for a while, but it worked out good. I'm glad it worked out tonight. So, it's almost like everybody works all day and doesn't have time to do something like a podcast. It's weird. I know. But we did get, uh, we we did bring the the swag out here for those of you. Look watching. at that! I got mine on. I got the double on. See, look at that. We guilted him into giving us stuff when we were out in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I know you guys couldn't stop talking about mine, so had to just throw them at your faces. Yeah, we like them. Make man. you happy. You guys do a good job with that. I didn't mind you throwing that the sweatshirt at my face, but geez, this mug was a little bit rough. <laughs> well, it didn't have any beer in it when he gave it to you. That's why. Oh you didn't. no, that's water. That's water. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's five o'clock. Well, okay, it's yeah. ten two. Here, it's five o'clock by you guys, so we're good to go. It is. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to think, Daniel. I, I, I'm I'm assuming the the best of my recollection here is we met through Flooring Stars of America, right? Um. Actually, no. We met in North Carolina at a uh, your guys's Resilient Essentials, Essentials class. Yeah. That's right. You came with William Thornton. Or you were with William Thornton, and he introduced me to you. Yep, yeah, he, the original heat weld. Yep. Yep, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I like William, William got mad at me because people kept asking me questions, and I can't help but start answering questions as they're asked. Yep. That's it. I remember now. That's, uh, that was our first attempt at a heat weld slash flash code class, and uh, that wasn't a certification. That was just a course that we did. We actually, some we had some pictures on our website there for a while, but yeah, that's what it was. That's where we met. Yep, it was, and that was another one that was. Uh, seems like we try to do some of these things. That was a hurricane that came just before that. That had a yep. massive impact on uh, our ability to get attendance at that one. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, so I guess I'll do my weekly call out. I'll call out William Thornton on this one, see if he's listening. I mean, we should have him on the show. I mean, granted, we'd have to make the podcast a five-hour event if he was going to be on here. It couldn't be an hour because there's no way he could only talk for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> see if I get a call from him. <laughs> uh, so one of the reasons we couldn't get this together, you got some family in, uh, in baseball. Right, your son. Yep, my son playing baseball, and my uh, my niece is playing softball too. So she's start. She's my niece has been staying with us for I want to say since like December or something like that. So I got her on a travel team this year too. <laughs> so we've been pretty busy. Two kids on travel teams. That's crazy. Two, two kids on travel teams. Wow. Your boy and my daughter does. Yeah. So he played on two teams this year. So we play up on a team. So he plays – last year he was playing 10U, but he's able to play 9U. And our team only did four tournaments. So I talked to the other coach and was like, hey, you need some help. He said, actually, we do. And it worked out. We, we had baseball six weeks in a row. Wow. You know, for pretty much that age, when they play up, that's the best experience they can get. The game's faster. The pitching's faster. And if they can master that, then they go back down, everything slows down. So I, I'm yep. a firm believer, excuse me, in that. So I was watching uh, I was watching the Blue Jays and the Rays the other night, and they were talking about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And they said his dad had Vlad Jr. playing with adults when he was 14 down in the island. 14, and then he was holding his own. And look at him now. I mean, he's a beast. He's a beast in Major League Baseball, so it's That's, amazing. But it's a good it's yeah. it's a good thing to have your kids in sports. Have to, man. You got to keep them active, and I need my entertainment, so it works out. <laughs> your entertainment, my entertainment. <laughs> Yelling at the refs or the kids, because you can do that at home with baseball. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> no, we're actually pretty good with uh, the umps can do what they do and. It's stupid to get mad at them sometimes, man. Everyone's human. They had me out there umping in the field the other day because we got to one of the, one of his games and there was no ump. So, whatever. I'll help out. Let's get this game going. Yeah. It's no joke, I get man. Yeah. Uh, we went – the reason we couldn't do it Monday night was because my grandson – oh, no, it was Tuesday night. Was it Tuesday night? Tuesday night. Couldn't do it because well, one night. My grandson had a baseball game, so he's seven years old playing baseball. And so we're, that was that's just pure entertainment. But being at the baseball fields and across from us, the girls were playing, and that just made me miss Elizabeth playing baseball. Softball, she's too old to play now, but I, I miss her playing ball for sure. It's fun times. It is. I love it. <laughs> so that's a family affair over in, uh, in Grand Rapids there, right? Preferred flooring? It is a family affair, man. We, uh, we, it's me and three other siblings, and we finally brought our last sibling on to prefer flooring. She's in the office now. So when we say family owned and operated, we mean family owned and operated. Now, what, what's the hazing like when you bring the last sibling in? That's got to be, there's got to be a lot of uh, what you might call torture there. I would think. Uh, she's with my brother all day, so you can only imagine the things that goes on over here. That's torture enough. 
<laughs> it is. That's what I'm saying. Now, what what's all their names? I know, I know, I know three of you, but I don't know the fourth one. What's everybody's so, names? So my brother's name was Jose, and then my older sister, who we just brought in, is Noemi, and then you you guys know Crystal. Right. Crystal. Everyone knows Crystal or Baby Sister, as we like to call her. Baby Sister, I love it. I love the fact that you guys can get along. We were mentioning in the pre-show that uh, I, I don't think I could work with my two siblings. I'm the youngest. I have two older sisters, and I, I just don't think it would be possible for me to work in the same state as they do. <laughs> <laughs> that, my, my wife says 100% she'll never work with me, but us as siblings get along pretty good. That's I've got good. two brothers, and I work with them both for a while, and we don't talk a lot anymore, so I'm guessing that's... <laughs> See, that's the crazy thing with us, too, is uh, we'll work together all day and then be like, hey, what you doing for dinner tonight? Well, we're all going over here. Let's go to let's go to Hoser's house and do a dinner. And then go and go there and spend the night and, together or spend the afternoon together. Yeah, that's holding amazing. hands and everything. <laughs> Usually that's the family that can argue and still get along the next day that uh, that can keep it up, that can keep it together. Oh, yeah. You got to be able to blow steam for a while and then – yeah, let's get yeah. the job done. It's done. It's done. Let's keep on moving. Yeah. Well, for those of you who don't know, baby sister's a badass, by the way. She uh, she she attended the first heat well class that Daniel instructed, and Mike Pigeon, puppy, he instructed, and uh, she was the best student by far. I, I that's not pandering. This is pandering, but <laughs> baby sister's a badass is not pandering. She is. So she. No, she. She'll give these guys a run for their money on their uh, on the installation aspect of things. Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, I've seen her fold over carpet and jump over the glue. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that video only has something like twenty eight thousand views or something like that. No big deal. Oh, she's got to love that. Oh, that's, that's great. I remember, I'll, I'll never forget seeing that. I was like, ah, that's hilarious. <laughs> so she I didn't like it at first. Oh, go ahead. Uh, she didn't like that video at first, but she she grew into it. <laughs> yeah, so I've, got to, and I've got to meet Jose, but I'll have to make it up there to meet your meet your other sister. That'd be great. So, what is there like twelve days in the summer that is tolerable up there in Michigan? Or? Nine, nine, nine days. It's kind of like Paul's place. I'm not going up there either. <laughs> Beautiful year round here. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Especially during football season. How the Lions doing? They we won Sunday, okay? Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matthew Stafford still your quarterback? Yeah, I don't know how much for for how much longer though. We'll yeah. see what happens. He's a dog. Poor dog. He's pretty good when he can stay healthy, but he hasn't stayed healthy very often. He has no protection. He's got like a three-game streak. That's the longest he played without getting hurt or something like that. It's not, and he's been in there, what, eight years now, seven years, something like that? Thank you. This is like ten. Yeah. yeah he's been a while. Hmm. So, Daniel, how did you come up through the industry? Where did you start? What was your career path to get you to this point? So, when I started, um, my brother actually reeled me in. So, he started with our – our brother-in-law at the time and 
they he just came up to me one day he said hey we're doing a bunch of demo you want to come help us all you're going to be doing is picking up trash all day long so i was like yeah make some money i'm 12 years old make some make some money to get some school clothes and stuff so i went there and worked one day and apparently they liked what i did so it was every single summer after that i was you working out of the flooring industry that was your that was the end for you well see the the thing is is uh i went to uh the tarcat sports certification and william thornton was the instructor and one of his first questions is how many of you guys have been doing this for five years or longer? That's it. You're never getting out. <laughs> That's his magic number is five years. Five years. Yeah. I tell you, I've tried to get out of it multiple times and it just keeps sucking me back in to the point now where I'm not even trying to get out anymore. I'm enjoying it. Nah, forget it. We're stuck. You're stuck. I, I enjoy it too. We, we talk like that, but, uh, you know, the industry's making making progress. I think really the social media stuff is a big part of that, being able to get out there and actually show people what you can do and what professionalism is. You know, you, So before we get too far into that, because we're going to talk about that a little bit, you got your whole shirt in there, Sonny? Good. What? You good? You got your whole shirt in there now? No, I'm just comfy. I'm just leaning back in my chair. <laughs> <laughs> so you you did that. So what did your brother start the business then is preferred flooring or is that something? No, nope. nope. we worked for um, a guy, a subcontractor and, you know, doing the whole getting paid on a 1099 thing and not knowing that uh, we were going to have to pay taxes and stuff like that. So I worked every summer up until I graduated. Then I started full time and the guy that we were working for ended up moving out of state and he tried talking my brother into running it over here, like all the jobs while he was still owning the company. And it's just, that didn't gel right with him. So he started a business and then we hit the recession. So we so 2008, seven, somewhere around there. Yeah, 2007, I believe. So once that that recession hit, it was man, it it hit us hard over here and just like everywhere else. But we approached the company that um he worked for for a little bit and said, hey, he said I got me and you know two or three guys. I don't remember how many were there, but if you hire me you got to hire these guys too. And they're like, come on. I, I can see my brother saying that anybody who's met him knows he's that kind of guy. He's a good guy. Oh yeah. He's, he's, he's not one to just look out for himself. He knows that, you know, he's got to fight for everyone. So and we went over there and good crew. You want to keep them together too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We went over there for, three years so from like 2007 to 2010 and uh that company just had like a lot of nepotism in it so the project managers kids were working there and yeah nepotism bothers you <laughs> <laughs> so so 
you can't, you know, <laughs> tell us that. So he was running a crew and I was running a crew and you can't tell us that we're number one and number two, but we're the ones sitting at home when these guys are out working. Mm-hmm. So we, we kind of didn't like that. And then seeing that there was a lot of other changes going on in the company. So we left in 2010 and started preferred flooring, just me and him. 2010, 10 years. 10 years. So what are you doing now? You're doing exclusively installation? Do you, do you sell some flooring too? Um, uh, larger jobs or what do you? We are, we are a full service. So a majority of our work comes from the guys that we've been doing the work for for years. And uh, when we started selling material in 2018, I believe it was, uh, we kind of, it was out of necessity. Like everyone kept on coming to us. Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? And we've always had to go to these other companies and like, you know, just leave me some room to mark up. And no one really wanted to do that. So we got a warehouse and started getting our own accounts and then talked to the guys that still give us work today. And it's like, Hey, this is what we're doing. We'll ne- definitely never step on your toes and bite the hand that feeds you feeds us. Right. But we, we feel this is a necessary step in our progression. Yeah. There's plenty of, there's plenty of food out there for everybody. You know, there, there's there plenty is. Of and when, whenever, you know, someone calls us that is a customer of theirs, we shut it down. It's like, you know, I'd love to do it, but let me give Bob a call and I'm sure he can help you, stuff like that. Right. Really every business <laughs> goes through that. When they started their own businesses, they, you know, ended up uh, working as best they could with everybody that was there. And Right. And we met with the, like, with the president of one of the companies and, he was like, we support you guys 100%. This is how we got our start. Let me know how we can help you. Do you need to come into our office and spend a few days with us so you can kind of see the ins and outs of things? And they've been pretty helpful through through the whole thing. So, I mean, it couldn't have gone any smoother. That's very nice. Well, you know, and I kind of – I had the same thing with, you know, Divergent being a new company to say, you know, trying to find my wedge in the market. But the most important thing is be true to the industry. Don't go out there and lowball. Don't don't take everything out of balance. Be a, be a good competitor, a friendly competitor, and your competitors will respect you. You know, you do ethical things, and you know I get along with with ninety nine percent of my competitors because I support the industry. Right? I'm not going to do anything to harm, the, you know, to, to gash prices or do something that that would make it harder for them. Right? Because ultimately right. they could squish me if they wanted to, right? <laughs> yeah. So that that's one other thing that we're dealing with is how competitive the installation market is. And for the past 10 years since we started is trying to creep up those installation prices because we feel like a lot of the subcontractors are paying their guys on 1099s and then they pay their guys on 1099s and it's like a it's a trickle effect. And then at the end of the year, a lot of these guys aren't even paying their taxes. So, I mean, not only are we losing out because they're charging less because they don't pay their taxes, but I mean, those taxes got to go somewhere to 
to be accounted for and fix roads, whatever. It's essentially a discount that they're passing on to the customers that they're not paying their taxes. So, it is. That's it's why we need to make sure that, that just a guy with a, with a trowel and a scraper can't be an installer. There's got to be some type of training. Segway. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, not yet. Um, but yeah, that's that's very true that based on how you run your business, whether what you can afford to do and can't afford to do, what you can afford to charge and not afford to charge is absolutely impacted if you're running everything by the books and everything above board compared to some companies that are um, working for cash consistently and um, not necessarily even accounting for things that they do. So there's no way that you can compete except long-term on reputation. I think that's what you're building and have built. You've been in business for 10 years. People know you, you've got that reputation, right? We do. Um, there's a lot of guys that, you know, will go to a job site working with someone new and they're, they're like, I know you guys, I've seen you everywhere. <laughs> we, we see your vans everywhere. You guys must have like 10 vans. No, we have two. Two. But, but again, but what they you've us. done a great job of is branding. And that's, that's one of the main reasons we wanted you on here because you've done such a great job of branding your company. We had um, Ken on here for marketing. He does a great job of marketing, but I haven't seen anybody who, who has branded their product better than preferred for. I see it everywhere. And it's the same PF. I, I'm, I'm repping the sweatshirt. I got the hat on. We have cups. We have mat. Oh, you've got gators. You've got just about anything that you can have and it's consistent across all the platforms. That's what's impressive to me. I, I just, more, you guys have done a really good job of that. More than that, we had the heat well flash cold class in, in, in at Arctic and uh, Pittsburgh. And uh, we have, we have pictures and everybody's wearing preferred flooring stuff and nobody's wearing any <laughs> FCT stuff. It's probably great. Yeah, yeah, they've got more flag than we did. Yeah. <laughs> More than Arctic's, we were at Arctic's and nobody was, you know, everybody was wearing preferred flooring stuff. Exactly. Well, I think that's just a testament to the instructor. <laughs> well, I kind of learned my lesson when I went, when I went to uh, Surfaces for the first time, because Surfaces was right before that, right before the certification. And you go there and everyone's like passing out their shirts and I'm like, yeah, we didn't bring anything this time. You were a little busy. I was a little busy. Those that don't know, Daniel was competing in the resilient installation contest at Surfaces. Uh, competing or winning? Well, I was getting there. Way to way to, way to give away the the end of the story, but uh, right. Thanks, Sonny. Sorry. <laughs> I'll go somewhere else. But yeah, I mean, after uh, you might have to get rid of your oh, background to see it. Yeah, you gotta put it in the background. There it is. Nice. Kinda. Installer of the year. Absolutely. Certified installer of the year. Um, that was that was phenomenal. And we've talked before about the stress of those. How did you enjoy being in that competition? So I got yelled at quite a bit by Don Stika because a lot of people kept on coming up and asking me questions. And like I said, it's my nature. Hey, you need to know something technical. Let me explain it to you. Because they're like, hey, how do you do this? Because I always have problems with this. So I'm like, I'll take a minute. And he's like, 
you don't have enough time to answer everyone's questions. You need to focus on what you're doing over here. <laughs> but I mean, sometimes you do, you look up and that catwalk is full and you're like, man, this is kind of nerve wracking now. I probably should have just kept my head down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Especially with uh, how many people are just standing there watching thinking, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I've uh, done it that way. Uh, Oh, he's in trouble. Inspectors are standing there watching you. They're critiquing everything that you're doing. Oh, that's, inspectors don't know how to install. Come on. <laughs> we just know if you follow the rules. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're just referees or umpires. That's all. We. But no, I'm not a craftsman. Daniel's a craftsman. There's no question. No, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Some people. So at the end, he did win. At the end, he did win. He got uh, got the award. He got a he got a huge check, five hundred bucks. You got a Happy Gilmore check? Yeah, I think it must have been. I do. I got it hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they almost didn't let me bring it on the airplane. Oh hell! Really? Yeah, it's like I got this in Vegas. I got to take it home with me. <laughs> I am glad to see if I brought that back, though. I I hope they continue doing it. And I know that's their plan, and I hope they have the support to do it. So, Right. I'm actually trying to talk baby sister into getting into it. Nice. I think I'm close. What if she is summertime, so she can go out there in the summertime and join Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. But if she, if she wins it once and gets into it again, and she wins a second time, then what? Then she's got bragging rights. You sure you want to do she's this? She's got bragging rights already anyways. I look at her – she compares her work to mine all the time, and it's like, I can't even say nothing. She does a great job. I know she does. She does a fantastic job. It's all right. I know who taught her. <laughs> yeah. I met your brother. I know who taught you because he tells me every time I see him. <laughs> well, I was, I was going to say it was Mike Pigeon, so. <laughs> I did. I got to spend some time with him at um, – FCICA in Nashville. Was that the last one, Nashville? So yep. we got to walk the show a little bit, and I really got to got to just learn more about him and like what you were saying before. He's just – I don't know how I can explain it. He's very deep. He's not superficial. You know, he's going to tell you what he thinks, and he's going to, you know, work, walk you through anything that you have. He's just, a, just good people. You can just tell by meeting him he's good people. Oh, absolutely. So you guys picked up something else here recently. You're not just selling flooring, installing flooring. Now you're involved we, with uh, Stubby Tools, right? We are involved in Stubby Tools. Um, Congratulations uh, on that. Thank you. We're the, 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 the distributor in, I want to say, the USA, but I actually just opened it up to Canada, too. So I'll say North America. Nice. Um. I just, I seen him posting, this had to have been like December of last year or something. And I seen the rollers and, you know, you, you scroll by something, you're like, let me go back. I got to watch this. <laughs> so I was like, man, this is kind of interesting. I've never seen a roller like this. The rollers that we've all been using, you know, I have difficulties getting it to do what I want it to do. And I looked at the stubby rollers and I said, this, this can be a game changer right here. 
So I think I, I messaged him shortly after just to not even be a distributor or anything. It's just like, dude, I need some of these tools. Let me get some. So, you know, he gave me pricing and stuff and sent them over. I started messing with them in the boxes here at the shop. I, uh, I did take them to the, the certification, but that's when it was still pretty brand new to me too. But the more I use them, the more I love them. And I think that's going to be the story with everyone that has purchased them so far. It's one of those, one of those products that you can't describe as someone, they just got to put it in their hands. They, they've got to put it in their hands and start using it. Yeah. Be, because, it, you know, there, there are going to be those installers. Well, I already have a roller to use. Yeah. But once you start using this, this is what you're going to keep on you all the time. Yeah. Well, well I think it's good. Fits, it fits in. Cause one of the, one of the things we've talked a little bit about is just your brand, your, your marketing and your branding and, the things that you're doing on uh, social media and so forth that, that really gets your name out there, gets you known as a person, but also your company. What are you, what are you all doing? What do you, how much time do you spend? What do you try to get out each week? Social media wise, what's your goal? So that's been hard. So my goal would be at least one post a day. Lately it has been happening, especially because we're working on a new hospital it's going to be crunch time because the, the schedule is already behind and you are, everyone knows who always has to make that up. It's the flooring guys. It's the flooring guys. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I, I would like to post at least once a day and then I do, uh, I did create the hashtag weld Wednesdays because it just, it just flowed with me, man. I love, I love heat welding. And I was like, man, these turbo tools are the best tools. So let's uh, create this Weld Wednesdays and run with it and see how it goes. And I'd, I'd like to get more, but been so busy. Is that pretty much, uh, what percentage of your business is commercial versus residential? Uh, we're probably, right now, it used to be 99% commercial, but now we're probably about 95 uh, we've been, you can't say no when jobs fall in your lap. Well, I mean, if you're getting a, a good price for them, why not do them? But obviously it's not the big chunks of money that you get commercially. Well, not right. always, depending on what you're putting in. So well, we've just been, uh, we've been selling a lot of the click together vinyl, like everyone else, the rigid core stuff. And like we, everyone that works here hates doing stretch carpet, but like I said, when it falls in your lap, you can't say no. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you posting something a few weeks back, maybe a couple months ago now that here's the first carpet you've done in a long time. And you could tell you were not happy. <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, we've recently found a, a residential guy that for, for carpet. So that way we can start subbing a little bit of work out because we're just so busy on the commercial side. It doesn't make sense for us to try and cater to both markets when we can, we can sell both. But when we're selling the, the residential side, it's 
more cost effective because they're so more so much more efficient at it than we are. What takes me two days will take them one day. Definitely. And I had a question on the tip of my tongue and now I'm forgetting about it. Oh well. Oh oh well. So right now you got two trucks out. How many how many crews do you how many uh, how many employees do you have at this point? It's me and my brother are 50-50 owners and we have five employees. So sister, sister, and then uh, one family friend that I've known since second then since he was in second grade. He actually went to school with baby sister. And then two other guys that have came along since then. One of them, uh, I think we found, no, it was just one of them was a post on Facebook that someone tagged us in. So we jumped on it. And then the other one was one of my brother's softball buddies and he needed a job. So he came in for an interview and I was like, I mean, he interviewed really well. Let's give him a shot. And he's been here now for eight months. I think that's the the model that the installation industry should strive for. I think that what you've got going is a true business, a true entrepreneurial uh, venture, right? You're trying to build something up so that you can um, have different crews out. You know, you can expand and you can you can diversify what you're doing with you're doing with the stubby tools. And um, there's a big difference between that and well, you see a lot. Not that it's necessarily a wrong thing if somebody just wants to go out, get their job done, and go home. But I think that's right. the industry. What, what yeah. You... What we're trying to do is, like you said, we're trying to build something bigger than just ourselves is what I would say. So not only are we selling and installing, but like you said, we got the stubby tools, and then eventually we'll probably end up having more tools on the website. And it's I want to let people know that everything that we're selling are the tools that we use on a daily basis. So what, what I'm selling to you is what I'm going to use on my own jobs. And that those are the only tools that I want to sell. That's the best way to do it. That's, so, that's you know, you, you know, you know, you're getting the good quality stuff when you're, you're coming to us. And that's the way to do it. You know, don't sell it. Don't sell it on price. Sell it on quality. We see a lot of. I, I know I, I lean towards the the claims or the uh, the challenges of the industry. I think it's why I do what I do. We see. I saw a post earlier this week that somebody had to replace a bunch of flooring because it came in the wrong color and it wasn't there. Uh, they they put it in. It was close. Whatever. Three floors or something. Yeah. That's yeah. You saw that one. Do you guys put processes in place to try to try to avoid those sorts of problems? I mean, accidents happen, obviously, but what kind of processes do you use from the time you get a product to the time you put it on the floor to, to qualify it and make sure it's in good shape and the right product and so forth? Oh, when we're ordering our own jobs, we're most of the time the trucks uh, come when no one's here, but when we are here, uh, my sister's usually receiving them and double checking everything on the paperwork to make sure, yep, that's what we ordered. Yep, it's the right quantity. And um, for the most part, we haven't had any issues 
that could be like that because we're just ordering one job at a time where it's not like we have 20 orders coming in. So it's, it's pretty easy for us to, to not even really have a process other than, yeah, it's the right stuff, put it on the shelf. Yeah, that's a little, that, that's different yeah. than what, what they were dealing with at the time because I think they had it delivered right to the site and, and just did right. the application, so. And then on, on the other side of things is like for, we're doing a brand new hospital, which is way out of our realm of doing things because that takes a lot of capital that you're not going to see for a very long time. So, you know, stuff like that is why we're still grateful that these other companies were, were behind us on our decision to, to do our own thing, but still partner up with them. And when things like that are happening, you know, it's either I'm going to their warehouse and picking it up and I'm making sure that the right stuff is there or I'm calling them and saying, Hey, this is what we need. Make sure it's on the truck when you bring the, the stuff out here and it's been working out pretty well. And, you know, I'll, I'll go through everything before uh, we start installing one thing. And it's like, all right, we have this much of this, this much of this, let's separate everything. So that way nothing gets mixed up. Yeah. So the onus is going to be on you or your brother. Right, one of you two are going to verify what needs to go into the job, and and then your crews will follow from there. Yeah, or or baby sister depends on, but it depends on who's leading the jobs because if you, if you're leading the job, you're typically the one that's going to load stuff up over at the warehouse or getting the delivery on site, and it's just a matter of knowing how to read a print and figuring out where stuff goes. Yeah. So I got a question here. What, knowing you as much as I do, knowing what you've done with your business, when you sit back and you dream big, right? When you sit back and you think, all right, what's your, where would you like to get when you really sit back and think, here's what I could probably do with this thing? What's your, what's your big end game dream that you'd like to accomplish in the industry or in a business? <laughs> Have something that almost runs itself. Like we all know that you only have a certain amount of miles on your knees. And what I'm learning lately is that your hips will also start hurting once you hit a certain age. It's 33, by the way. 33, your hips start hurting. <laughs> that certain age is 33. But I mean, the, the, the end goal would to have a machine, you know, try and pull in the right people that we can train now to not have to oversee 100% of everything. Getting management in place, do you ever think about expanding out in territory-wise or, or, or uh, having multiple locations? No. We don't want to get too far off of where we're at now. Um, there's plenty of work here. Grand Rapids, Michigan is expanding like crazy all the time. So there's plenty of work where we're at. It's just a matter of convincing customers that a qualified installation is better than the alternative, better than the cheap installation. 
as I say, a quality installation is better than an inexpensive installation. Usually the two yeah. do not coexist. <laughs> no, because I mean, just uh, my brother's been talking with someone that we've only, you know, done a few jobs for him. I mean, if that, and you know, they'll, they'll always call us with questions and stuff, but this last one was, hey, our sheet, guy, sheet vinyl guys kind of uh, messed this one up. Can you tell us how to fix it? So he went out and looked at it and it's like, you can't, man. There's no way to fix this. It's full replacement. No, no really forgiving in Brazilian floors when it's, once it's installed. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a, it was a, a vet that was trying to get converted over to a hospital and in order to get converted over to a hospital, they needed to have the health department come in and say that everything was sanitary. And we all know how, uh, heat welds do when you don't do them right. Yeah, and that's, a, that's an absolute uh, point of infection and point of contamination if that's not sealed up. No question. So, mm. I mean, it sucks, but, you know, that's, that's the world we live in where some people are always going to look at that price and some people, you know, they may see the, the differences in the price, but when talking to us and you know going to our website and stuff you can see that we're more than qualified to handle what you what you're putting in front of us sure well again that goes back to your branding i mean just look at your trucks look at how professional you guys look when you get there and then obviously the work that you do you know it's easy to see well, what are some of the uh, other organizations or organizations that you belong to in the uh in the flooring industry so definitely the the nafct i think you guys have heard about them heard of them heard of them amazing people there amazing uh, at least one of them is well thank you he has a he has a beard oh crap <laughs> i don't i'm i'm fond of the beards over here <laughs> yeah, but i got hair you know we both got hair it's not the beard <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we're part of the FCICA, um, we're part of CFI, the WFCA, and our local chamber, the Grand Rapids Chamber. Um, when, we, when we started with them, they've actually gave us a lot of insight about how to uh, run your business and not have your business run you. About working on the business rather than in the business, which was one of the the main reasons why my brother came out of the field because with both of us in the field hundred percent of the time, it's really hard to work on the business right absolutely yeah, definitely. definitely well you you mentioned f c i c a and I can see where their program would really fit fit preferred flooring is there Certified installation manager program. There's SIM program. I'd like both me. And, we have seen that. I'd like both both of us to go through that. I actually applied for the scholarship last time, but I didn't get it. But I mean, it, it went to a good person. We talked to Eduardo, and he's a great guy too. So yeah, yeah, Eduardo Martinez. Yep. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy that that he got it and. We just have to start planning on how me and my brother can go through the class because they do have virtual options and stuff now. They do. 
They do. They're making it, they're making it a lot more accessible. Uh, right after the, after he got back from uh, the FCICA convention, we did plan on sending him to one of those the three days to sim, but COVID kind of uh made different plans. It'll be interesting <laughs> to see what happens with training after everything gets cleared up here. I'm sure that's going to massively expand the online training, but I think it'll be more a combination of the two, you know, before it was almost all hands-on. Now, right now, it's almost all online. I think it's going to be a really good hybrid of the two by the time everything clears up. Right. It can almost be like a, you send them, you know, these videos to watch, and by the time that they that you get them in the shop, they already kind of know the basics of things, and then you can run with it from there. Yeah, reinforce it and hands-on. Yeah, to be honest, we should have been doing that 10 years ago. I mean, the flooring industry is way behind on virtual training, video training, uh, you know, uh, doing a class like this over Skype or Zoom or whatever it is. So it's, it's good that it's happening. We've kind of talked about that before with Mark. but It's not, yeah, it's not just flooring installation. It's, it's really across the board, I think, in the, in the construction industry. Cleaning and restoration was in the same spot. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, we need it for sure. So I'm looking forward to it. We'll see what comes out the other side and get past all this COVID. Sooner the better. Sooner the better. So we're getting close on our time here. Where can everybody find you, Daniel? You can find me at uh, preferredflooringmi.com. You can get a hold of me through my email, daniel at preferredflooringmi.com. And you can give me a call, 616-262-1379 is my cell number. 24 hours a day, right? Brave. That's a brave. <laughs> brave <right? laughs> when I go to bed, I'm going to have it forwarded to your number, though. Yeah, I, I, I'm, pretty, I'm going to have to change my number now because I've met some of the people that watch this, and you could get an interesting <laughs> text around 2 o'clock in the morning. Baby sister's not the only badass going on now. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, be, before we do end things, I, I did want to kind of get into the education aspect of like kind of what we've been talking about, but I just want to let people know that before I was kind of that guy that was, why do I need to go to this certification class when I already know how to do things? And then I started my certification venture with Armstrong and I actually didn't do another certification for probably six years after that one but then the next one I went to it was like man these guys like it's it's not only me that knows what what I'm doing but these guys can actually we can feed off each other I can teach them some stuff they can teach me some stuff and then you just meet some really cool people so it, it just progressed after that and it was kind of like a uh snowball rolling downhill right it's like Let's just see how big we could get this. And, uh, you know, I, I still need, I definitely still need some training because there's things that I can work on and there's definitely things that I can teach other people, which is why I got with the NAFCT and spread some knowledge. And it's, it's not, you can't have a closed mind and say, I already know how to do this. I don't, I don't ever need to revisit anything technology changes all the time and I'm not talking about computers and stuff. I'm talking about adhesives, the 
the materials they make the flooring with. All it takes is, you know, a little change and you'd have to do things completely different. Right. The whole mindset of I've been doing it this way for 20 years, you can't think like that anymore. It's going to get you you, in trouble. You can't. And you, you have to be really open to learning and accepting that you're wrong with some of the things that you do. As soon as you can do that, you can move forward, man. And yeah. knowledge is power. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So we were planning, we were planning on having a lot more of those heat well classes in 2020, but you know, obviously things changed with, with the pandemic that's going on. But you know, when you go to those trainings, I think some people think, oh, they're gonna they're they're gonna go and they're just gonna try to train me on how to install floors and I already know how to do floors. And you can't look at it that way. You've got to look at it. What's the one thing? What's the one thing? One thing. And every module you go through, the one thing, what is it? And if you walk away with that, then, then you've won. I think you've learned that from even, even going out and instructing courses, right? You've got other people you're instructing with. You've got people that come in there from different areas. Uh, last inspector course I did at, for the wood floor inspections was at Madison in the forest products lab. And of course you got Alex Wiedenhoff, but we also had an engineer in the class. An engineer brought a whole different line of thought to everything we were teaching. It's amazing when you start working with people that are at a high level in their industry, how that interchange of ideas, that interchange of thoughts teaches you so much. Yeah, just the, just the open discussion that you have with colleagues. I mean, you're gonna learn something. Just just figure out what it is. Just listen to somebody. Right. It's great being in our, the same room with like-minded people, man. The conversations get a little ridiculous sometimes, <laughs> especially if Paul's there. But <laughs> I love yeah. it. This guy, this guy's the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some things get overthought sometimes and uh, some wild ideas, but some of my wild ideas, Sonny things are pretty good too. So. Yeah. One in a thousand, one two, but one or two have been okay. One or two. <laughs> Everything starts with an idea, though, right? So, That's right. someone's got to someone's got to think about them. Yeah, and there's a long way to go. We got an industry that that has such great potential, right? The people that come into it are are people that are um, that learn in a very hands-on, very engaged way. But they're people that are, have, have been self-taught in so many ways. And that's such an amazing strength as long as you can kind of incorporate that with filling in those things that you haven't learned yet, right? It's, it, it's a very in-depth way to learn if you can recognize where it's working and where it's not, right? We don't need to just sit back and simply read books about what we do. This, what, what you do is a, is a craft, you have to learn it and you have to do it and you have to screw it up sometimes. You have to mess it up. Yeah, you gotta mess it learn up. how to fix it. Yeah. You gotta you gotta you know mess it up and then hurry up and fix it before anyone else sees it. <laughs> One of my favorite sayings is uh, experience is what you get when things go right and wisdom's what you get when things go wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> I got yeah. a lot of wisdom. Lots of wisdom. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> but we look forward to doing more of those classes and, and working together to get those classes out there. I think it was well received, especially considering it was the first one that, well, 
technically the second, but really the first one we did as a whole class and exam. As a certification, yeah. that was the first yeah. one. That was just yeah. a class. And I, I think it went great, man. There was a lot of great people out there. Um, some of those guys still, you know, message me and text me, call me sometimes. Like, if you got questions, definitely shoot them my way. If I don't know, we'll ask Paul. Yeah, a few of them I've stayed in touch with. Some of them I haven't heard from ever again, but some of them I've you know, stayed in touch with. So it's good. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think we probably should wrap this up. Of course, you can reach Sonny and I at uh, Sonny at NAFCT, Paul at NAFCT. It's probably the easiest place to reach us. You've got Daniel's phone number. Go ahead and shoot him a text. Just go rewind that and keep playing it over and over. Right. How about your regular business hours, though? How about that? <laughs> I'll say it again. 616-262-1379. Oh. Oh, oh man. I'm going to get so many prank phone calls now. <laughs> I don't, don't, know don't forget to go to the website and check us out. Preferredflooringmi.com. Go in there and everything is on sale right now. You can get these sweet sweaters, the hats. Everything's on sale. And I'm telling Except you, for the Except for the stubby, the stubby is has a coupon code for the stubby. Oh, very you nice. Use the coupon code have, stubby, you get I think ten percent off. We should have asked for a special uh, code for him to be on the show. Our listeners can only our listeners can get ten percent off with that code, right? I can I can make you a coupon code right now. And how about this? NAFCT ten percent off. There you go. Nice. NAFCT 10% off stubby tools. All preferred or go to their website. That's awesome. Thank you, man. Enjoyed yeah, it. Dan. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. No, man. Glad you can make it. Glad we could finally get it together. I know we've been trying for a while, so I'm glad it worked out. Me too. It's, a, it's always a good time talking with you guys, and we got to try and do it a little more often, I think. Are we at the Oscars? Are you playing the music in the background? Oh, uh, <laughs> you're lucky I got rid of the sound effects. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you, buddy. Yeah. Every night when she makes the